Hi, I'm Carolyn Cooper, and this is Mental Health and Faith, A Closer Look. May is Mental Health Month. This is a great opportunity to do some self-assessment and consider where you are with your mental health. This month, I have some great interviews I'll be sharing with people who are involved in organizations like NAMI and Mental Health First Aid. We'll find out about resources, but we'll also hear stories of victory, of overcoming, of persevering through the recovery journey. Please subscribe. You don't want to miss. Now, if you're in a crisis, pick up your phone if you're in the United States and call or text 988. That is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline and Crisis Line. Now sit back and enjoy the show. This is Carolyn and welcome to May Mental Health Month. I am very excited about the episodes that I have planned during this month. And we're starting off by actually finishing a three-part series on the recovery cycle. I planned this deliberately because I think talking about the recovery cycle as part of our mental health journey is really important. So in this episode, I will be focusing on the third part of that cycle, but doing a little bit of a recap on the first and second parts. And that recovery cycle is to find hope experience transformation, and recognize victory. When I talked about finding hope a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that hope is the first step because hope is really what we need in order to push us to make a change. Hope helps us to look at our life honestly, hoping in something more hoping that there is a purpose and a plan that maybe we have lost sight of. So that hope is what pushes us to look at our life honestly and recognize that we need to make some changes. And as our hope grows, so does our desire to be transformed. First is to find hope. Second step is to experience transformation. Now, last week, when we looked at uh, what the Bible says about transformation, we learned that to be transformed involves renewing your mind. And the suggestions I gave for retraining your thoughts to renew your mind were really all focused on improving our mental health. So I talked about retraining our thoughts. I introduced you to the catch it, check it, change it approach to correcting faulty thinking. And like I said, last week that purpose for renewing the mind as part of your transformation was really focused on our mental health. But I want to share with you that there's another way we can renew our mind as part of transformation. And it is more related to our spiritual health. When the Bible says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. One way we can do that in a spiritual sense is to develop the mind of Christ. And when we do that, that affects our spiritual life, our physical life, our mental life. It really, really affects our entire being when we seek to develop the mind of Christ, to live like our Lord Jesus. I have a scripture I want to read. This is from 1 Corinthians 2.16, and it says, 
Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. And that was written by the Apostle Paul, referring to the fact that when we know Jesus, when we have the mind of Christ, we can get to know God better. We can discover what his plan is for us. So if we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by developing the mind of Christ, how do we go about doing that? It involves, first and most importantly, we have to know him. And we have to know his attitude because his attitude drove his behaviors. Just like our attitudes, our beliefs, our thoughts, they drive our actions. This is one of my favorite passages from Philippians. It's chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, I think is how far I'm going to read. And this gives us a really good picture of who Jesus is and some ideas on how we can live in that way as part of our transformation. Philippians 2, verses 1 through 8. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look only for your own interests but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. As we move through transformation, we begin to recognize first that we have victory in Christ because of what he did with us on that cross. But as a bonus, we can start seeing victories in our everyday lives, in big ways, in small ways. But I want to say one more thing about uh, being transformed and developing the mind of Christ and the attitude of Christ from this passage. There's a running theme here, and it is humility. Humility is a very important part of the recovery journey. To find hope, you have to be humble enough to say, I can't do this on my own. To experience transformation, you have to be humble enough to say, I don't know where to go from here. What changes do I need to make? You need to acknowledge that changes do need to be made in humility. And to experience victory, to recognize victory, we have to be humble enough to give credit for that victory where it's due, and that is with the Lord. So we're going to focus more on that victory part by starting with, you probably guessed it, my favorite thing is to go over some definitions of victory. Victory, according to dictionary.com, 
is a success or triumph over an enemy in battle or war. It's an engagement ending in such triumph. It's ultimate and decisive superiority in any battle or contest. Now, Merriam-Webster describes it in very similar ways. First, it is the overcoming of an enemy or an antagonist. And I like that word overcoming of an enemy. Also, it is the achievement of mastery or success in a struggle or endeavor against odds or difficulties. Isn't that what we are doing in the recovery journey? We're looking to have success in this struggle against our odds or difficulties. Really, that's what we are doing in recovery is we are struggling. We want to find success in the middle of all the difficulties that we may be having or facing. So victory is amazing. It's, it's a way of saying, I win. Depression, you have not won. Bipolar, you have not won. Addiction, you have not won. Whatever your, your ailment is, victory says, you're not going to defeat me. We're going to look at a couple of other scriptures now that go along with victory. The first one is John 5, verse 4. It says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Yes, it is God who overcomes the world, but we need to believe that he can. We need to believe that victory is possible. When this verse starts out, it says, for whatever is born of God, or it could be for whoever is born of God. When we trust the Lord as our Savior, we have a better chance of recognizing that victory is possible and in recognizing where those victories are. It's because we put our faith and trust in the Lord. So there's a, there's a really important connection between faith and recognizing victory in our lives. The next one I want to share is Matthew 12, verses 20 and 21. And it says, He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious, and his name will be the hope of the world. And this is talking about, about God. Have you ever felt like a weak reed? Maybe not in those terms. But when you are feeling weak, like just the slightest whiff of air would blow you out, God does not blow that whiff of air. God will not snuff you out when you're at your lowest, when you're feeling weak, when you're that flickering candle, God wants to be there for you. He wants to help you achieve that victory. And as we know, that victory, because you have your faith in him, your faith in him is what helps you to recognize that victory that he has for you. And I like that this verse says, finally, he will cause justice to be victorious. You know, I, I am sure you're like me, and many times I, I have thought in the past, it's just not fair. 
It's not fair that I had to go through some trauma. It's not fair that I have this mental illness. I have no control over it. I didn't ask for it. It's just not fair. Well, of course, we know life isn't fair, but we want it to be. We want to see justice. And in this verse, we are assured that God will bring about justice in his time and in his way. We will be victorious over the the uh, conditions that we have that try to pull us down and distract us from our purpose in life. And verse 21 says, and his name will be the hope of all the world. There's that idea of hope again. When our hope is in the Lord, we can be transformed. We can recognize victory. I have one more uh, verse that I want to share, and this is, um, I think this is a very appropriate verse for those of us who, who find it necessary to seek out professional help or who find it necessary to be part of a support group or other group to help us uh, persevere through our recovery journey, our recovery life. Um, this is Proverbs 24, verse 6 from the New American Standard Bible. It says this, for by wise guidance, you will wage war. And in abundance of counselors, there is victory. That's rather appropriate, isn't it? (laughs) In other words, you're not going to do this alone. You can find help and support. You need to find help and support. The only way you're going to achieve victory is by having that faith in the Lord and by seeking out the people that he's put in your life, seeking out the mental health professionals, the um, other resources that there may be available in the community, relying on your family or friends. Don't try to go through this recovery journey on your own because it, it probably will not work. I'm sorry to say, but the truth is you really need to have as this verse says, wise guidance and an abundance of counselors, especially when you're just getting started into the recovery. I've celebrated 20 years from when I started my recovery journey and I still surround myself with uh, people to go alongside me. I have a support group. I have mental health professionals. It's an important part of the journey, and it's an amazing part of the journey to see who God brings into your life. What are some ways, some practical ways that we can begin to recognize victory in our lives? I'm going to give you two two suggestions. First, acknowledge that every right decision is a victory. When you get out of bed, when the alarm goes off, instead of snoozing two or three or four times because you just can't make yourself get up, that's a victory. When you make it to work on time, that's a victory. When someone says something hurtful and you don't take it personally, that's a victory. Look through your day any time that you have success in defeating 
a thought that tries to come into your head that's not appropriate or that can bring you down, that's a victory. Anytime you make, like I said, the right decision, consider it a victory. It's important to start recognizing that as even as far down as we can get, even as, as in despair as we can get, once you start recognizing that a simple right decision is a victory, that can give you, guess what? It can give you that hope, that hope that you can continue to change and break some old bad, bad patterns of behavior. Look for the victories in everyday moments. So that's first, acknowledge every right decision as a victory. Second way to recognize victory is to celebrate milestones along your path. And what I mean by that is this, I celebrated when I graduated from the 10 day outpatient program that I was in. That was a huge milestone. I made it through that. Maybe for you, you can celebrate that you made it to the counseling appointment and had your first session. You can celebrate that as a milestone. Celebrate when a relationship that had been uh, broken or damaged by you know, effects of the mental illness that you have or some bad decisions that you made, celebrate when that relationship is reconciled. There are lots of milestones that you can find in the journey. Celebrate when you finish going through a study book to help you with your depression. Celebrate if you are going through the 12 steps. Find milestones along the way. And when I say celebrate, what I mean is just what, I, just what it says. Go out to a special dinner. Invite friends over. Buy something special for yourself. Treat yourself. Okay, look for ways to celebrate milestones in your recovery because they are significant. I will tell you, they are significant. Now, I just want to share final thoughts here. Life is a gift. After my initial breakdown, I identified this cycle of recovery in my life. It helped motivate me and still motivates me to continue in the recovery process. Let's go over it one more time. Find hope. And when you find hope, it will motivate you to experience transformation. And as you are transformed, you will start to recognize victory. And with each victory, your hope grows, which brings about more transformation and more victories. It truly is a cycle, and it's one that I hope you will uh, enjoy taking to improve your health and well-being. And if you have any questions at all, um, please send me an email. I'd love to share more with you about this process and why I believe so strongly in it. But for our first podcast in May to celebrate Mental Health Month, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to share this cycle of recovery with you. 
God bless you, and may he help you to find hope. May God help you experience transformation. And may God show you that you can have victory. Thank you so much. Please come back in the next few weeks. I have great interviews lined up. I don't want you to miss them. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And please send me your comments, questions, and even suggestions to carolyn at ingodscorner.org. That's C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E at ingodscorner.org. 